This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. What's the best way to reduce? Eat plenty or starve yourself? 30 pounds in just 18 weeks, Jenny Craig totally worked. I love to eat, but overeating made it impossible to lose weight. That's my body work. wants bread, and I'm going to give my body what it wants. Oh my <laughs> so I naturally. Medical studies prove that overeating is the number one reason for weight gain. If you eat a healthy weight, you'll lose natural weight and bring your weight down. Welcome to Fat Camp. A podcast that throws a comedy eye over our societal obsession of diets. Now, a little disclaimer, we are not health experts, but we are fad diet connoisseurs. I'm your host, comedian Grace Mulvey. And I'm your co-host, Connor Dowling. Welcome to Fad Camp. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Fad Camp. Hey Grace, how's it going? Oh my god, Connor, I'm so excited to be here today. As I don't know why I was so musical with that entry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we were singing, we were singing before we started recording, so we must do a musical episode of Fad Camp at some stage. Oh my god, people would hate that. (laughs) (laughs) We did once do a a musical uh, sketch in one of our episodes. Yeah. If any of our mega fans are listening who can even tell us which episode that was. I can't remember exactly which episode it was, but we used to- I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember that as well. Can I just say, we've uh, me and Connor, we were running a little test, right, where we stopped doing the sketches and we were like, because no one's ever mentioned that they liked them. <laughs> yes. Well, one- one person did say that one of my fr- it was a friend of mine. It wasn't my yeah. mom, but it was like you know next. It was definitely next your mom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was my it was my best friend, so it was my mom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she said she said that she loved the brougham. If you remember, we did a brougham in our Marvel episode, Broetry. Oh yes, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that a spoken was, yeah. word thing. Yeah. Um, so me and Grace loved these sketches, but we didn't hear much feedback from people. If anyone, okay, if anyone has a heard, favorite sketch, we'd love to hear from them. Like you know, listen, we okay, anybody? He's, he, Connor's being <laughs> anybody? so nice about this. Not one person ever complimented us on those sketches. So we were like, do you know what? We'll stop doing them in the podcast, and if anyone ever asks for them, we'll do them again. And not yeah. one person since we stopped. If people start, <laughs> if people start breaking down our doors trying to get us to do the sketch yeah. again, we'll we'll relent. We'll give in, but. Uh, as of yet that hasn't happened it's like we're begging for someone to ask us to do it you know what it's less work on our part so actually now we're like it's fine it's totally fine it was a lot of work it was it was a lot of work but um you know, even though we're not doing that anymore, we're doing a lot of cool new stuff with Fad Camp. Yes. Uh, something that we have coming up, we're working with our wonderful uh, network head stuff. We're planning out some merch. Um, so oh that'll definitely be available in the podcast studios where we record. Um, but hopefully we'll be able to get it online. Hopefully some of our international listeners will be able to get their hands on some of the cool merch. I love merchandise. <laughs> I'm really, but I'm like, as a fan of like, just anything i love a bit of merch i know it feels like i'm trying to sell here to our listeners but i just myself guys if grace loves merch you know then clearly it's 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 good i'd love that in this video i'm just decked out head to toe in merch but honestly uh i really really myself want like a fad camp like tote bag or hat or something like that so that's what we're looking at maybe possibly a mug I want, we're, we're going to start with tote bags and mugs and we're going to work our yeah. way up to, and I, I'm not joking when I say this, tank tops, because that's that's my thing. <laughs> I love a good tank top. You love a tank top. You love a tank I want to then go into um, creating our own, like sort of goop-like website <laughs> with just... <laughs> Or selling like vagina steamers oh, or, you know what I no, mean? Just, like just really toxic yeah. diet culture no, just products. Slap let's our let's name. get people scales. Yeah, slap our we'll name on anything. anything. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, what else have we got going on, Grace? Well, Connor, thanks for asking. Um, seamless. Like, we're such professionals at this now. Um, <laughs> and I don't know the answer to what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> We are currently organizing our what? first live oh, wait, sorry. show. Sorry, oh, I ruined the whole announcement. <laughs> Say it again. Look at how good we've got. Not this week, we can't even yeah. get one thing out. We are currently organizing our first live show. So this is going to be part of uh, the Dublin Fringe Festival in Ireland. Um, 
so yeah, it's going to be our first live show. Uh, hopefully in September. We have a date, but we're still yes. organizing out a few of the different kinks. Um, so I can't quite say yet, but we anyone who is in Ireland, I was going to be in Dublin at that time. It's in September. Please come along. We're doing one and we'll see how it goes from there. You never yeah. know, Connor. We might be able to do one in another country. We'll we see could do what a happens, world tour. We could do a world tour. Oh. So that's uh, for anyone uh, in, in various timelines in the multiverse. That's September 2023. <laughs> uh, just in yes. case it, it has already happened and it was a major success or failure. And there were many... <laughs> Many uh, yeah, deaths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or if you're listening uh, in real time and uh, you have a chance to get one of the few tickets, I believe that's a, it's going to be a, an exclusive event with only the best it's, and brightest. It's a, well, because because we don't know if anyone's yeah, going to come. It's a small venue. <laughs> like, that was my we way of like, saying we like, it's a small venue. Let's, let's, let's go with the smallest possible yeah. venue we can yes. get. It's me, me, Connor, Connor's tank top, and then one person yeah. is going to be able to come <laughs> <Exactly>. in. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so no, I'm super psyched. Grace is obviously a seasoned stand-up comedy p- professional, so uh, you know I'm 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 just gonna be there for the ride, and I'm gonna l- learn. You know, as we go, she's gonna train me. We're gonna do a rocky. Oh yeah, style I'm gonna montage. give you. I'm gonna give you media training. Yes. You're gonna look like a Fox News presenter oh, by the time I'm finished yeah. with you. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be in there with like just in a suit, like yeah. red tie, and just like spouting the most hateful stuff. Oh, ever I can't heard. wait. Um, That's what I'm hoping for. No. Uh, so, something else that uh, we've been wanting to talk about as well recently is we get so many amazing messages and emails from yeah. our listeners. Uh, sometimes we uh, remember to get back to people and other times we don't remember to get back to people because we're very thoughtless and bad people. Um, <laughs> Honestly, the emails sometimes bowl me over so much because they're like people are so... So many of you are really great writers. Yeah, it's kind of intimidating. <laughs> like, incredible writers. It's really intimidating. And we're jealous. Okay, calm we're down. jealous. No. We're like, oh, do you want to yeah, write yeah, the yeah, sketches? Yeah. Do you want to write the funny ads? <laughs> they're hard to write. <laughs> Not one of them yeah. is about the sketches. <laughs> well, we've just been sifting through emails looking for the ones about sketches. Not one. Begging yeah. people to write, ask us about the sketches. But um, no, so they, I honestly, sometimes I read them yeah. and, I'm, and I, you know, we talk about them and we'll totally. um, like just be so bowled over. But yes, to anyone we haven't got back to yet, don't worry. I've been going through the emails. We will get back to you. Like we, we read them and we so appreciate them yes. because we are not a big podcast. Mm-hmm. We're not, do you know what I mean? So every listener matters so much to us. And the fact that people, even on like Instagram or Twitter would write to us, we really, really appreciate totally. it. Totally. And the one that we want to focus on today is... Um, from a listener who uh, this particular uh, email did make me teary-eyed. I think I responded to Grace about it and then forgot to respond to the listener until very recently. Um, yeah. But this one I found to be quite poignant and quite well-written and funny, but it also shined a light on a, a topic that we've wanted to cover for a while. So we're going to share uh, some background information on this topic and uh, share the actual email in pretty much its entirety. Um and Connor, I actually haven't read the email. Okay, amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, that's great. So so Connor was like, this email, like he had such a great reaction to it that I was like, you know what? I'm not going to read it. You yeah. read it to me. I will react in real time. And then you get to yeah. present the topic to me. Yeah, Grace is lying on a chaise long going, read me the email, Connor, so that I may react. <laughs> um, While someone feeds me grapes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, there's, yeah. Um, so this is... On the very uh, heated topic of fat camps, okay? Oh. And Grace, straight off the bat, like, I mean, I just want to ask you, what do you find, what term do you find more offensive, right? Fat camp or fat farm? <laughs> okay, first of all, I thought you were going to ask me what turns you on more for some reason. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, fat farm, honey. No, okay, That's so the fat show. camps... That's <laughs> for the live show. What turns me on? It's a king heavy show. Uh, no, fat fat camps or fat farms? Or fit farms. Okay, well, fit farms can go fuck itself. No, but... Uh, <laughs> you know, that's the most offensive <laughs> one of all. <laughs> I'd rather you be honest with me. <laughs> no. And it's like, fat, oh, so you have oh, a problem with fat camps? So that means you're fine with, you're fine with fit farm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I think fat farm, fat farm is... 
Come on. It's it, it's again a, a bit like the Biggest Loser episode where they're all on a ranch oh, losing weight. God. A ranch where they keep cows traditionally. <laughs> so Fat Farm is where I'm yeah. like, it's the animal link again that I'm like, absolute. Whoever came up with that is a dickhead. Also on the Biggest Loser, they're on a ranch, but they're not allowed eat ranch. So that's just devastating. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm like, I'm sorry, but Americans love ranch I know, we can't deny Listen, an American of They love ranch. a ranch dressing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I enjoy quite a lot of ranch when I, when I holiday in the States. Um, <laughs> I hate adding the term farm, whether it's fit farm or fat farm, because yeah. it just, it dehumanizes people. Yeah, it absolutely. It fucking turns people into farm animals, which are, you know, like, not trained to the best. Don't worry, I won't go on a rant. I'm halfway through a coffee, but I won't go on a... Fuck milk. Yeah. Hashtag fuck milk. Connor's, ha- Connor's famous hashtag fuck milk. Which will Coming be on our tote on bag. Merch. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, but these days, uh, the fat camps, you know, I, I feel like you'd have a hard time getting away with, like, inviting people to a fat camp. I think people would have a hard time signing yeah. up for a fat camp. So we go by names these days of, like, wellness retreats or boot camps. Fit, yes. Fitness holidays are a thing that I was personally oh. considering for a while. You go online, yeah. there's these websites, and they're like, come to Spain and we'll, like, work out. And, like, they make it look kind of fun. They're like, go on a hike and we'll, you know, there's a nutritionist yeah. there or whatever. Um, but I think we're all fairly familiar from, you know, films and TV in the 90s of, and, you know, these these uh, fat camps did originate in America, which we can talk about as well. But, you know, these very American kind of like summer camp styles, which we don't really yeah. have that much of in Ireland and the UK, just like us. We, yeah, we have more like the Gaeltacht, which is like an Irish language yeah. camp where you do like, basically you go and do some Irish dance and speak some Irish and get fingered for the first time. That was my yeah, experience and, anyway. And I never went to the Gaeltacht, <laughs> so I'm bad at Irish and it, it was years before I got fingered. And... <laughs> Yeah, to get fingers. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. Still, We've got all the time. Still waiting. Go on. Still waiting. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're we're familiar we're familiar with the the idea of them. But we actually have like basically a testimonial from a listener, um, which I'm going to read out shortly. And just to let people know that um, the first weight loss camps in the United States are believed to be uh, believed to be something called Camp Kingsmount, which was established in oh, okay. 1913. By yeah, 1913, yeah, uh, by Dr. William. Around World War One, they were like, you know what we yeah. need? <laughs> you know what the world needs around World War One? It's, it's a nice little yeah. fact. Yeah, sure, sure. There's a <laughs> yeah. food shortage, but like you guys aren't getting any thinner, so like we need to sort this out. <laughs> Sorry, but Grace, you know what was interesting about this fat fat camp was? It wasn't for adults. <gasps> mm. You are. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, like, was, it was... It, don't tell me it was like for cows. No. <laughs> it, was for kids. It, was it wasn't even for humans. Uh, <laughs> it was for the animals, yeah. yeah. No, uh, Dr. William H. Bennett located uh, located in Massachusetts. Um, it was initially created as a summer camp for overweight boys. And Dr. Bennett was an advocate of physical exercise and proper nutrition aimed to, and aimed to provide a supportive environment where campers could engage in outdoor activities and learn healthy lifestyle habits. And they all lived happily ever after. No problems. <laughs> yeah, never. Never, never. And you know, we never heard of fat again. <laughs> yeah, it <was> never, exactly. <laughs> they cured it. It was never, it was never a fat person again. Can you believe it? <laughs> that is mad to me. That 1913, because I will say, I just want to say, point it out. The quote unquote obesity epidemic um, has been made out to be that it's such a new thing mm. that this exists. Yeah. So it's like this thing where like, the, the erosion or like like the fact that they've erased fat people from history. Like fa- apparently fat, no one was fat yes. before modern times. And then you're like, but in 1913, oh they created God. fat camps. So like, let's be yeah. honest here. Like fat phobia has always existed, meaning fat people have always existed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and like you know I mean? so often in sort of documentaries when the, you know, we're getting fatter as a nation. The world is this much yeah. fatter than it was back then. Like they always cite images of thin black and white images of thin people yeah. or yeah. like over like often emaciated yeah. people who are like you know dying of starvation in like the yeah, great yeah, yeah. depression yeah. and stuff like that in the like 1920s <laughs> but didn't they look <laughs> yeah. fantastic if the camera had only <laughs> yeah, panned yeah. to the right you just see like their chubby <laughs> child you know like <laughs> being taken away to camp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
imagine this doctor just in a car, just grabbing fat kids off the street. Yeah. So Grace, I don't know if you saw this movie when you were a kid, but it came out in 1995 and it was called Heavyweights. Uh, And the logline is plump kids are lured into joining a posh fat camp with a promise of quick weight loss and good times only to find that it is a woodland hellhole run by a psycho ex-fitness instructor. And the psycho ex-fitness instructor is Ben Stiller, and he's hilarious. The movie... I have... How have I never heard oh, of this? Oh, Grace! Film? Oh, my God. Right, so the movie... I've never heard of The movie of it. was written by the wonderful Judd Apatow. And, oh, my God. And it was directed by a guy called Steve Brill, who did like uh who who wrote like the mighty ducks movies and a lot of like stuff from our kind of era and like you'll see a lot of kids from that era like i think um you know it has people like keenan thompson it has oh my god yeah it has paul feig you know he's he's one of the, the counselors in it um it has lots of familiar faces from that era. And I remember it being kind of like, you know, it's these kids who, they're they're all heavy kids. And yeah. they go to uh, this, um, you know, weight loss camp in the summer. And on the first day, the, the camp is like taken over. Like there's sort of some sort of like kind of hostile corporate kind of takeover. And Ben Stiller's yeah. character is like installed and he's a real like mean, you know, like drill instructor type. And yeah, and basically every, every, personal trainer we see exactly on TV exactly days. like you know what I mean like from the biggest loser and everything like yeah. that. yeah now it's been so long since I've seen it I would say it's full of you know fat jokes and yeah. all of that sort of yeah. stuff but overall it was kind of you know like a David and Goliath kind of story underdog kind of thing you know where they they have to like you know win back their summer camp and you know yeah. for, for how how it should be um but there was that. And then MTV had a, a Fat Camp reality show as well, which I was not familiar with, but I've seen trailers for it. And this show looks really interesting and really like, you know. Which uh, probably an episode we need to do definitely. about the show itself. If you're talking about MTV in the 90s, there's absolutely no way <laughs> this show yeah. is not going to be problematic. one of the AF. most problematic things you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, yeah. So on to the email from our listener, Asher. So uh, I'll just read it out. I won't uh, try to do any kind of performance because I believe this person is from the UK and I don't, I'm not going to try to copy their accent. Um, <laughs> Grace is nodding. Grace you know is what? Like, that's, a, don't. That's, a, that's an absolutely smart move yeah. on your part. Yeah, I think I deserve a pat on the back for that, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I'd love if he comes in with the, with the worst, like, twiddle doo yeah. hello. All you know right, I mean? oh, Grace and Connor. <laughs> damn it, I did it. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some bangers and mash. Like, you know what's funny? Because I live in the UK, I actually have, would have no problem with you doing it because so many English people take off the Irish accent. Oh, really? I say hello to them. Oh, they can't help it. Yeah. Like, in fairness, we do sound like leprechauns. But yeah, anyway, let's enough. go. Okay, so uh, the email says, Hey, Grace and Connor. I've learned a lot about overcoming my own fat phobic thoughts regarding my body from listening to your podcast, which I deeply love and appreciate. Which, Grace oh. is already crying. This is wonderful. Oh. I felt compelled to tell you about my own encounter with fat phobia after listening to your podcast, if that's okay with you. It is okay with us. Um, So, Asher says, I was sent to a kid's fat camp in Sheffield back in 2010. That's 2010. That's 13 years ago from today. Uh, It was during the summer and was framed as some sort of fun activity course. And my mum bribed me to go by promising she would buy me new workout gear. Oh, I chose a lovely velveteen white tracksuit that was blinding in the light and questionable in taste. I I don't think it's questionable at all, Asher. (laughs) In fact, fact, I think that's the height of sophistication, if you ask me. Yeah, it's also kind of, it's one of those things that's like, I feel like, I feel like Asher's statement there is is almost kind of loaded in a, in a way because it's like I was bribed to go by being promised new workout gear. You know I what know, I mean? No, I know the promise like, is just like as long as you keep wanting this, you know. And I've done yeah, that where it's like, totally. yeah, like you'll get like more personal trainer sessions if you do this yes, thing. You know exactly. what I mean? And you're like, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so with my new athletic wear, I reluctantly agreed to attend the program. They did a bunch of tests before you could enter, which at the tender age of nine. Oh. I thought was peculiar for a fun summer camp. Nine. Nine. That's young. That is is quite young. And, you know, it is a time that, you know, 
we do start to kind of notice like, you know, the, the, your your body is kind of changing and you're having like growth Absolutely. spurts and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe you've 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 your weight has fluctuated or whatever since you since you were a kid. It's 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 a it's a difficult time, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's definitely I, I the time. I nine is definitely when you're starting to become a bit more aware of the world around you, mm. and so also your place in it. Yes, so like yes, and comparing yourself. Yes, to your you start being like, oh, do I look different? Are my yeah. you know what I mean? Like, is my background different? Whatever it is, yeah, totally. So. Uh, this uh, so the tests uh, included a breathalyzer to test my lung capacity, uh, a treadmill session to test my current athleticism, uh, which is dangerous to put a nine-year-old on a treadmill because yeah. treadmills account for percent uh, of fatalities of every year <laughs> in Britain, uh, <laughs> and obviously all the weighing a fat camp could dream of. Oh my God! Yeah. I'd say they were going to town on weighing these kids. They also did a psychological evaluation and determined I was an emotional eater, parenthesis, no shit, I was being horrendously bullied at the time, and I was accepted into the program. Yay, question mark? <laughs> Sorry. I love that. Yay, question mark. You made it. You're so traumatized, you yeah. get, you're allowed in. You're in. You're in. Imagine they were like, actually, you know what? I don't think we're going to take your parents' money and put you on a diet. You're fine. You're fine yeah, yeah. to go. Like, you know what I mean? Ex- no, like, because actually what you want to hear is someone go, do you know what? You're just perfect the way you are. We won't yeah. take you. If, <laughs> or they're like, morning. no, we can't help you. I'm sorry, kid. You're on your own. You're already too far gone at the age of nine. I'm sorry. I'm going to tell you, this is it for you, kid. It's all downhill from here. This is the best you're ever going to be. I tell you what, here's 20 bucks. There's a McDonald's down the street. Knock yourself out. Not, why not? You know, enjoy it while you can. Um, so, uh, Asher continues, it did not stop there, though, as the program was going to be featured in an embarrassing bodies episode. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, sorry. Excuse me. No, okay. You're going to have to repeat that. Are you saying... That the camp was going to be, or that the Asher camp, was yes. going to be. They Asher said, yeah, the program, meaning the weight loss program, the summer camp, the one that they were oh, attending, right? Are you fucking, sorry, are you, that is actually, <laughs> sorry, I need a moment, because that yeah. came out of so left field there. I know, Asher, I know. can I just say, an incredible storyteller, because. Yeah, I, yeah, I like, this, this should like, be a, I was a like, personal essay in the New York Times oh, or something, listen, you know. I was like white tracksuit I'm like you know what I mean yeah. I'm getting thrown in that you got into yeah. this yeah oh I could feel the texture yeah I'm like <laughs> oh you're traumatised enough you'll get more workout gear I'm getting thrown yeah. everything then embarrassing bodies comes into it yeah. it just reminds me of how recent this is yes 2010 exactly. like yeah it is insane exactly so like 2010 for us right so Asher would clearly be a bit younger than us like because when we were it was 2010 Grace and I would have been sort of out of school about yeah, out of high school yeah, about three yeah, yeah. or four years, yeah, you know. Yeah. But Asher's nine at this stage, so you know, Asher seems to be a young enough person that's that's sending yeah. us an email, which means we're cool with young people. So yay, <laughs> we're done with the Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> that's Asher, that's have you, gonna have be you on seen our, our TikToks. <laughs> yeah, our tote bag's gonna say we're cool with young people. Yay, <laughs> Gen Z are traumatized too. Is what it's gonna say on the tote bag. So. The camp had previously worked with Gok Wan to save children from obesity when they should have been focusing on saving people from Gok Wan's statement belts. Another zinger from Asher. <laughs> Asher, I'm loving you, babes. Yeah, oh my we gotta God. hang out. Yeah. Uh, so I will. So, also, side note: I used to buy a lot of Gokwan's um, glasses. He did a line with Specsavers, wow. okay. and at the time, it, it was the height of sophistication in my that mind. Is, but I will say, I would imagine now, I would wonder what Gokwan would think of this now, because he now is quite a yeah. body positive person. Yeah. I would wonder if he'd look back on how he'd look back uh, Yes. This. Well, yeah. I'm I'm very curious from this. Now, this 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 email, the reason I wanted to do an episode was not just because of how great the great content in it, but it has brought up a lot of interesting kind of thing routes to explore like in fat yeah. camp as well i want to look at embarrassing bodies i want to yeah. look there um, embarrassing bodies have a spin-off uh series called embarrassing fat bodies um <gasps> yeah mm-hmm. you so, were joking and, that's, or, that's and then a, obviously from this show embarrassing kids must be another yeah, one. exactly like <laughs> fatty kiddies you know it's embarrassing like, <laughs> nine-year-olds for some reason yeah, oh my god yeah. uh but also then gok Wan, who i yeah. was kind of 
when I read the email, I was kind of conflating Gokwan with embarrassing bodies, but Gokwan had a, a bunch of kind of like, you know, yeah. body type shows. But how I, to look I, good I naked was his, how to, was how his to look good one. naked, yeah. which yeah. I've yet to watch, so that's why I've not achieved that. Um, oh, yeah, I don't need a show <laughs> to tell me how to look good naked. It's, I just take my clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> Step one, <laughs> <laughs> and then I put a belt around my naked body because that's what Gok would have wanted. <laughs> there you go, there you go. But I did find that yeah, Gokwan has did um, write something or, or speak out about being a heavy child. Yes, going doing extreme weight loss and kind of having negative results. That's sort of yeah. the summary that yeah. I know. But Gokwan did make a documentary called Too Fat, Too Young. So that was about 13 years ago. So I'm curious kind of what okay. the overall kind of okay. vibe of it is, what the, the intention of it is. I'm sure, you know, this is an evolving thing. Like we can't be kind of, you know, we can't look at something Gokwan said 13 years ago and go, that's your forever opinion on it well you we'll can, even look at us Connor like I, I would yeah. look at the two of us and be like 10 years ago I would have been like oh great totally. let's watch Embarrassing Bodies yeah. and let's watch a bunch of nine year olds on yeah, it yeah let's get and those I, fat kids into shape yeah and I would have been like god mom I wish you would have sent me to this fat right. camp you know what I mean right now obviously we're different so I don't someone in the I just would wonder I think we definitely will do an episode on Gokwan and that mm. whole history but yeah. it is interesting to see how say with people like Lizzo coming out and the conversations we're having yes. now totally different from 10 years ago like it's like mm. a different planet mm-hmm. we're, we were on totally yeah. So Asher continues to say, Embarrassing Bodies was following this boy who was also on the program, the weight loss camp, and who apparently could not stop eating. And his mother was very concerned he would get bigger. Although we all signed a contract for it to be aired, I can't find the episode. So I'm guessing it got lost in the fever dream of fat phobia of the early 2000s. I personally, I also did uh, look for the episode. Like I, I, oh, really? I, I yeah, I, I couldn't find it. But also, weirdly on all four, um, there's, there's three seasons of Embarrassing Bodies available out of the nine. And it's not seasons one, two, and three, or seven, eight, nine. It's seasons four, seven, and nine. So like... They seem to have, I'd I don't know. I'd say, <laughs> I'd say they are covering their arses. And they're like, get the nine-year-olds off the television. <laughs> yeah, they heard, they heard about our, they heard about Fad Camp. And yeah, they were yeah, like, yeah. if, oh, if, if Grace and Connor, Grace and Connor are coming for us, you know, they're going to, they're going to call us out. But I, I also want to question really, and I know, listen, there's so much legality around this sort of stuff. And like, mm-hmm. if your parent or guardian sign something how much realistically can a nine-year-old consent to something no to being on tv and i know this is a bigger question but it just yeah. there's something about it where i'm like i know we signed a contract and i'm like i just don't know if <laughs> i don't know if like and i know a parent would do it it's just something where it's like surely there can be laws where if someone was older and go actually i don't want that shown do you know what i mean like that's i, I yeah realistically really i mean to be honest you know, probably because if you remember a couple of years ago, there was this whole GDPR explosion. Yeah. And uh, like everyone was talking about it and suddenly things were kind of like changing. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, you you could go back and be like, actually, I was in the background of that. I didn't really know what it was. My parents yeah. signed a thing, yeah. but they didn't really know what it was. Yeah. I'm sure there could be some sort of, um, you know, yeah. uh, some sort of thing uh, to, to change that. But um, Asher says... I did see the end footage, though, and luckily only my shoulder was caught in the footage. Uh, I suppose no one could avoid that white tracksuit. <laughs> oh, Asher. Oh. He's, yeah, funny. They, I love so, the cameraman's like, listen, I'm getting a bit of that white tracksuit in shot. Yeah, I, don't like, I, I don't care. I, if, I don't care. I don't care if it's the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what it is. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, so Ash, so someone at the, the, fat, the fat camp or the, the weight loss camp, shall we say, uh, was taking part in the Embarrassing Bodies show and Asher just sort of kind of, you know, witnessed it from a distance. Uh, The group, uh, Asher says, was made up of children of all ages, the oldest being 14 and the youngest being eight. Okay. Uh, I just, yeah. We were taught the basics of healthy eating and how much to eat, uh, Mm -hmm. which we already knew a lot about. Uh, We also had to lay down on a big piece of paper have someone draw around our body shapes. And then we had to label what we'd like to see improved about our bodies. I actually, I, I'm i just 
too stunned. Like that's, sorry if that's, that, that isn't even enjoyable listening for anyone because it's me just not being able to answer. That is the most insane thing I have ever heard. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the fact that you mentioned an eight-year-old as well. Like mm. how young, eight to 14, these are such insanely young people. And, and to do that as an adult now, I'd be like, that's insane. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I, to, do you know what's reminding me of a little bit? I know, uh, Connor, you're a real avid Sex and the City fan. But there's an episode very early on in Sex and the City where it's like Samantha goes to a um, get cosmetic surgeon, like, and sure. um, plastic surgeon. And yeah. uh, she's mentioning about getting one thing done. And oh, okay. He, and she, and then she goes, what else would you do? And he starts drawing on her body all the areas. Yeah. And then she looks at herself naked with these like red marker drawings on her. And that she breaks familiar. down crying. Yeah. But there's something like that where it's like someone being like drawing you out and going, mm-hmm. what do you not like? To a teen, to preteens and teenagers and children basically, mm. which would be traumatizing enough to an adult. And also oh. it's like, Fuck you. <laughs> like, I just can't. Yeah, you know what I mean? It, I know I, that's not smart rebuttal to anything, but it's like, fuck any adult who turns around to children or teenagers and goes, what would you like improved on, on your body? Like, what if, as if, as if magic, by, by fucking waving a wand, you can take away your stomach. You can't. Even if you lost a ton of weight, chances are you might still have the same type of stomach. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not, we're not malleable in that way. Like, you know what I mean? Anyway, sorry for the rant. Oh. And it's also it's also creating kind of um, uh, obsessions or hang-ups with specific yes. body parts. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. going, like, because, you know, you talk to anyone, they go, oh, I hate this part of my body, yeah. or I wish I had longer this, thinner that, bigger chest, whatever it is, you know. Listen, I've got arms that I'm pretty sure I could fly with. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're, <laughs> these things, these things flap. But, like, I think that it's yeah I just think it's that it's the fact that these kids would have said what their problem problem quote unquote areas were mm-hmm. and adults would have agreed with it oh my god that, I hadn't even thought about that like someone's like yeah I guess this is uh, an area that I'm I need to be improved and the, and the adult's like yes excellent yes. We, we all wanted to say that we were all thinking <laughs> the same. we're glad you know, you brought it up you know we're glad um, we drew it out for you there yeah, yeah that you but could I, figure it out also just the very nature of this exercise like you say like an adult basically thought this up and sanctioned it and it, it, through some twisted logic they thought that this would be helpful yeah um but honestly, what I see is uh, an adult, maybe someone who has some teacher training or training with children or whatever, and is using a kid's game drawing uh, to uh, connect with kids um, in, the, in the way that they think they should be connecting, which is to change their bodies, right? And I think that's just so ill-advised. And I think what I was saying before is about how so many people have kind of specific hang-ups of certain body types. I think it's just fostering that yeah. that exact yeah. behavior. Yeah. It's it's planting that seed. It's yeah. teaching you to to hate this part of your body or wish this part of your body was different rather than, you know, uh, okay, here's a version off the top of my head of that exercise. Lie down a piece of paper. Have your friend draw your outline and then talk about all the things you love about your body. Yeah. You know, like straight away, that's so much more constructive, positive. I don't know what the end goal is, but it's better than whatever the fuck they were hoping for there. (laughs) Outline this body and draw it as a ballerina (laughs) or like draw it as a pirate or what do you think you would love to do? This person throwing something, what game would this body play? (laughs) Yes. Because that's what it's about seeing. It's that it's a body that can do many things. What's the best thing about this body? What's the benefits of this body? Because there are benefits to everything. (laughs) Yeah, no, even that creates something so much better that it's like, and we're not in any way experts. We're just like, totally. you know what I mean? I think it's, and I, I think you're being very fair in fairness. I know I'm like probably the extreme of it, but you're being very fair to the people where you're like, yeah, the, you know what? To whoever came up with this camp, I'm sure their intentions in some way, they thought they were doing good. Like, I don't think anyone goes out into the world hoping to do bad. Not like many <laughs> people do anyway. 
so they thought this was going to be a good thing and they were trying to connect with kids. It's just that obviously through our eyes with what we know now, with what we're learning, we go, that is just so yeah. messed up <laughs> that like, it's just an archaic way of thinking. But archaic only 10 years ago. I know. Like, archaic to the point where I wouldn't have th- 10 years ago blinked at that. So that's saying would, something. That's yeah. definitely something like, I mean... I feel like that's the type of thing that you see on an episode of Embarrassing Bodies. Like, I haven't really yeah. watched that show. Um, I've watched, there was one episode of it that I did watch out of a specific vested interest, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you want to know? Again, he's like, too large a penis. <laughs> <laughs> what do Grace. I do with it? <laughs> um, <laughs> I always get him with that joke. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. Um, but I feel like that's the type of kind of visual exercise yeah. <clears throat> that you would do on a documentary reality show, a weight loss show, because it's visual. You know what I mean? It's it's like, you know, just the other day I watched uh, an episode of uh, Qu- Queer Eye, which we can probably talk about another time. Mm-hmm. I don't think Queer Eye is particularly problematic, but um, there, was, there was a woman who had a lot of negative self-talk, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and uh, Karamo, who's like the, he's a, he's a, a, a psychologist and counselor. Yeah. Um, uh, he got her to write all of her kind of negative self-talk stuff on um, like uh, windows, like panes of yes, glass, like right, in, in, a, right. in a wreckage yard. And then got her to like shout like sort of the opposite of those and smash the glass. And like, yeah, who knows how, how you know, beneficial those things are, but it's a visual thing. It looks good on TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I so I I feel like this is that kind of thing, but I yeah. it, it's not clear that I don't think Asher is saying that that's what embarrassing bodies are doing. I'm saying yes. that I think this is what the camp had them do. The podcast studios is the home of the Headstuff Podcast Network. It's where lots of our shows are recorded, and we work on editing, promotion, videos, live shows, and lots more. As a podcast production company with three state-of-the-art studios for audio and video in Dublin city centre, we can work with you to tell great stories in a professional and engaging way. From government organisations to charities, arts groups to international brands, entrepreneurs to hobbyists, we've worked with everybody and we can help you to get the word out. Whether you need studio time, you're hosting a live stream or webinar, or you need support with editing or marketing, we can tailor a package for you. For more info, head to thepodcaststudios.ie. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the episode. If you want to hear more bonus exclusive content for FadCamp, make sure to log on to Headstuff Plus and for as little as a fiver a month, you can support our show and other shows in the Headstuff Podcast Network and hear exclusive content from FadCamp. That's bonus episodes, photos, videos. It's a really good time. So we hope to see you there. Now back to the show. Right after that, Asher says, a lot of the kids were depressed. No one really spoke. And I recall the 14-year-old in particular keeping to themselves, which okay. you can imagine being yeah. 14, you know, you're struggling with your weight and you're in this scenario where you you have that little bit more kind of self-consciousness and yeah. awareness um, maybe then the younger kids. Meanwhile, Asher is here going, one day I'm going to write a masterpiece to the <laughs> not yet created Fad Camp podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one, nine-year-old one day I'm Asher give just Fad Camp a great yeah. episode. <laughs> but nine-year-old Asher just taking all this in, like you know, it's such a really interesting lens on the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for a nine-year-old, if I was there and I was nine, I would just be going around going, "Oh, I'm scared. This is shit. I don't know what's going on." You know. But Asher's yeah. like, "I'm I'm making note of future zingers." Um. So, uh, every meeting we would have to trudge up this hill to the gym in pairs. I was partnered with the Embarrassing Bodies Boy and admittedly, <laughs> admittedly, I was a bit starstruck by him. Uh, we even had, <laughs> oh, hello. We even had a little fat camp romance and held hands all the way to the gym. Romantic, <gasps> right? OMG. That's, yeah. that's, pretty, that's pretty epic. Yeah. Um, anyway, once in the gym, we would be split up according to gender, go get changed and have a two-hour session in this room with various ellipticals uh, in it that we alternated between. Mm-hmm. I remember crying my eyes out wanting to get off the treadmill. <sighs> Parenthesis, so many people die on them. No wonder I was scared. Thank you for the <laughs> fad camp shout out, Asher. <laughs> I know that we're 
we're just telling everyone these things will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> and and now we know it's people cry themselves yeah, to yeah, death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dehydration yeah. just from the tears. They slip uh, on their own tears on the treadmill. Oh. And oh my that's God. what happens. This yeah. is where this is where Asher really lets loose. So uh, uh, Asher says, I remember crying my eyes at wanting to get off the treadmill while Fight for This Love by Cheryl Cole played in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what? Asher, like that's actually one of my favorite songs. Like I love that song. I know, it's, I know it's, I'm gonna, that's an embarrassing, I, it's embarrassing to admit it, but it's a cracker of a song. That's so funny. I wish we had, we could afford the rights to play it. But uh, yeah. they, they then say, uh, I still cannot listen to this song without flashbacks, which is fair enough. Yeah. Uh, they would not let you off the machine until your allotted time was over, which was not very fun summer activity camp of them. Grace. Yeah. Like, this is a nine-year-old on a treadmill. You're not allowed on a treadmill at that age. Like, I mean, maybe with fucking supervision or something, but like, that, I, you're not allowed I, off the treadmill. Like, Come absolutely, on. they should not be on treadmills because as we know, 100% of nine-year-old fatalities happen <laughs> on treadmills. Absolutely. But also, the, yeah, the allotted time thing is psychotic because even as an adult, if someone is saying to you, I can't, like, I'm, I'm done here, like, you immediately stop. It's this weird thing of not listening to people. And this whole thing of like, but with kids to go like, there's the allotted time, it doesn't matter. It doesn't Mm. matter. Mm. You could, and like, what a way to cause injuries. Yeah. What a way to cause injuries in kids and teenagers. Like, I have a friend of mine who has a bad back ever since she was 17 because of one incident. Yeah. So you, and that's for the rest of her life. And it was such a small thing. So you're telling me that like a nine-year-old couldn't get some sort of like knee injury, back injury, whatever, like by just making them stay on a treadmill past mm-hmm. what? Just because they're fat, they're not allowed to admit they have pain. Like it's just. Yeah. And some some glorified PE teachers, they're shouting at them. One yeah, size yeah. fits all. The eight-year-old stays on the treadmill the same amount of time as the 14-year-old. Like that, that, that no doesn't sense. make sense. Yeah, because they're just, they're developmentally at such different stages. Oh my God, it's actually. So, and not, so not only are, obviously, are you risking injury, but you are, the, re- the, the real, like, you know, damage uh, that, is most likely, I think, with a lot of people, is that you're instilling a lifelong aversion to exercise, athletics, Absolutely. fitness. Absolutely. You know, either you may you may come away from this camp and be like, I love going to the gym now. Yay. Yeah. Sign me up. Sorry, you're too young to join a gym. Oh. Yeah. Um, we, insurance-wise, we legally can't cover you yeah. on a treadmill. Like, one day, one day <laughs> yeah. I'm, t- I'm going to turn 16 and I'm going to get that gym. You know, then they're wishing their yeah. life away. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but... <laughs> You know, more than likely, you're going to come away from that being like, okay, I lost fucking 10 pounds. Yeah. Uh, I'm never doing that again. And, you know, the seeds have been planted there. Um, I think it's what really kills me, because we were talking about this actually before the recording, Connor, is we were talking about how it's only now I'm starting to get my love back of, of exercise and exercise I want mm-hmm. to do. Because for years it was ruined on me with shit like this. It yeah. being an example, totally. doing stuff, you never, it's all for weight loss, yeah. never for how you might actually, what sports you like, what you might be good at. All it has to be is like, what's, what, what's going to make me lose the most amount of fat in the shortest yeah. space of time? Mm-hmm. And so you end up doing these fucking burpees. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about, I, my aversion to burpees, I absolutely hate them. I think burpees have caused most of the crises in our world at the moment. I think burpees are the reason that, I don't know, COVID happened. I blame burpees for everything. <laughs> I hate them to such a degree. I hate burpees as well. I, yeah. I I don't know if you remember in one of our early episodes, we I revealed that a burpee killed my family. Like in my <laughs> origin story. Uh, like That's really how you Batman's. became Batman. Yeah. <laughs> it's your parents after the opera did burpees and they died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any Batman uh, fans out there will love that joke. Okay. <laughs> But, you know, I, I recently, right, I know we've done an episode on CrossFit and we've gone into it. But basically, at the moment, I'm, there's this great thing. I, I'm not going to actually say the name of the company, but it, basically, you can buy these, like, passes in London. And you can go to kind of, like, tons of different classes and gyms all around London, right? Oh, cool. So that's, a, oh, cool. So I've gone to a few, like, CrossFit classes. And 
I love weightlifting. Like I love like a Olympic style weightlifting. I always have. And I'm really good. At, like I'm kind of built for it. Like, do you know when you're like, and I always mm. remember just loving that in the gym, but I just never loved the high intensity stuff. Anyway, I started going back. I done a few of the CrossFit classes as well, right? So the CrossFit classes are a bit of a mix of like doing these weightlifting things, but then also doing like kind of a bit of cardio, you know, a bit of like all this, right? <laughs> and one of the things I do in CrossFit is that like, say within like a certain amount of time, you have to try and get as many rounds of, of different types of exercises done. But now I don't care anymore. And yeah. I kind of refuse to do any exercise that I don't enjoy doing. So like one of them was that you have to do something like within the space of like 15 minutes, not only like all of these different types of like exercises, like like throwing a ball or like whatever, weightlifting, but you also have to do 50 burpees at a time. So 50 oh burpees at a time. Now, Connor, I just was like, oh, in my head straight away, I was like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Like, I yeah. just won't tell the trainer. I'm just not going to do it. What I'm going to do is five burpees and then I'll move on to the next thing. But I didn't tell the trainer that. And I was in a massive class. And this <laughs> is my first time in this class. This man, every time I was just flying through the exercises and he was, I could see that look on his face where I don't think he wanted to offend me, but he's like, how is this chubby woman? <laughs> <laughs> She's a burpee how, machine. This woman is like <laughs> the Arnold Schwarzenegger of chubby women <laughs> at the gym. She's killing it. Like I was, but and I could tell he was sort of confused because he could see me do a few burpees, but obviously I just wouldn't do the 50 because I actually was like, I could damage myself doing 50 burpees at a time. I think that's stupid. I wouldn't enjoy it, so I'm not going to do it. And I really love that about me now. (laughs) I I walked out of there and I could tell that guy was like, Jesus Christ, I want to know what that woman's (laughs) secret is. You know what the secret is? Don't do 50 burpees because that's insane. (laughs) In, In the sitcom version of that, the miscommunication goes further and he brings you up to the top of the class. And he's like, this is our best student and she's going <laughs> yeah, to yeah, lead yeah. us in a hundred burpees. <laughs> and you're like, oh no. <laughs> the music's too like, loud. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. <laughs> do you know what my secret is to doing 50 burpees? Is to do five. <laughs> and not no, do any more. Honestly, Grace, I I absolutely relate to that as well. And like, I mean, when I, I do fitness class as well, literally when they cycle around to an exercise that I'm like, oh, I'm not there yet. That's that's going to yeah. hurt me. Like I, that that will keep me out of the gym next week if I yeah. do yeah, yeah, yeah. the 50 yeah. burpees. I will totally do it. Or I'll do something else in 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 its yeah. place, you know, that, yeah. that suits me, which is something to segue back into the letter is something that you're not given the opportunity to do when you're especially when you're a kid because you think you have to do the one size fits all thing you think you're going to get into trouble the whole thing is when you're a kid you think adults like getting into trouble is the worst thing that's ever going to happen to you in your life when you're a kid and then as an adult you're like why was I so worried about it like all they could do (laughs) was send me to my room and also like now as an adult I'm like oh those adults were wrong that they were telling you you had to do this thing but it's unfortunately it's taken what like I'm in my 30s now to be able to go into a gym and go oh I'm not going to do the 50 burpees yeah because yeah. before I thought I had to do them because if I wasn't doing them, then I wasn't exercising. Because that's actually the mindset that I wanted to say is that because of diet culture and all this stuff, I would think I've cheated myself because that's literally what trainers would say. They're like, oh, well, you're not pushing yourself. You're not doing it. I'm like, well, I am doing it. Like I'm doing stuff. Like I'm, I'm at the gym. I'm working out. I'm throwing the ball. I'm doing the weights. I just don't like doing this one, I think, quite ridiculously insane move 50 times that <laughs> I don't feel like doing that and I think that that's a thing where it's like just because you're not doing a workout to the same intensity as a person beside you doesn't mean that you're not working out like you're allowed Absolutely. to do the thing that you enjoy because I wouldn't keep going back to those CrossFit classes if mm-hmm. I had to do 50 burpees at yeah. a time because why would I I hate that yeah. move because you have to remember that you're not because because okay what, what I would say is you have to remember that you're doing this for yourself yeah. You know, you're doing it for your own body, for your own fitness, for your own health, right? But so often in our lives, we're actually losing weight or dieting for somebody else. Yeah. A yeah. parent, a love interest, you know, a, a, a fitness instructor. Or, even, or yeah, even you for know, a wedding coming up. Yeah. You're like, it's for other people to see you. For yeah. Instagram, we're doing yeah. everything is like so that other people can see us do this mm-hmm. thing. When yeah. actually, if you didn't care about the outside appearance changing much, I wonder what we would do. Like mm-hmm. if we actually didn't took a, a completely disregarded weight loss or how our bodies would change. I wonder actually what things we would do. I wonder what, what exactly. people would join, what exercises they would do. I wonder if even the amount of like 
men I see at the gym who are kind of, we talked about the growing obsession and eating disorders in men when it comes to like muscle building and all that stuff. I wonder what sports they'd be doing right now or exercises they'd be doing if that was taken out of it. I wonder if a lot of them would be like, you know what, I'd love to love a lovely stroll in the park. I'd love to, <laughs> I'd love to do some yoga. <laughs> One of them, you know, you never know. One of them like, like oh, I've always wanted to do salsa. You never know because we don't yeah. allow ourselves yeah, or even just uh, rather than breaking my back doing a hundred burpees, I just want to do ten. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I'm doing, baby girl. <laughs> and I'm not doing ten; I'm doing five. <laughs> <laughs> so Asher says uh, the camp itself was named along the lines of any fat camp, like Rainbow Sunset or Sparkle Joy, something fun. I made it through the program somehow, and there was a celebration at the end where we all made a speech and got a trophy for being not fat anymore I guess <laughs> and the embarrassing bodies boy sang a rendition of food glorious food no! parentheses I wish I was lying Asher says so food, food glorious food was the name of it yeah that's just that's just adding insult to injury or it's the best piece of uh you know uh, satire ever um <laughs> Also, we're just taking everything Asher has said on faith. So maybe this never happened, but I I believe them. I believe believe them. Uh, I left the program and quickly descended into the realm of disordered eating. And by the time I was entering secondary school, I was restricting to the point where I no longer got my period. And I was convinced I needed liposuction at 14. Yeah. I mean, that's... That's just so sobering, isn't it? Like... 14 to be thinking of liposuction I remember like the period thing is something that I know we've talked about very briefly before but I also lost my period and I was in my 20s when that was my motivation days I lost mine to hear someone lose their period so young is is even more distressing yeah and yeah I'm just sorry that's happened to you Asher that's so but it, it to be introduced to a a fat camp so young and that mentality so young it just shows you what can yeah. happen totally you know? and you know to be wanting liposuction by age 14 I feel like I feel like a lot of people listen myself included you know can relate to that like being a teenager but oh, like, yeah. what about you know and you know having this experience at nine at such a you know an impressionable age and then still not feeling right in your body, still not feeling yourself, you know, that many years later. Yeah. It it tracks that you would be feeling like, you know, oh, I, I need to take more extreme measures, you know? Um, well, it's, you've got no concept of, yeah. like, the whole point, like, the thing about teenage years is no one gets away with it. Everyone is confronted by their body because their body <laughs> is changing so much. So... The problem is when it comes to fat people, or if, and I say fat people, I'm just using the umbrella term. You could have been, you know, like we say yeah. that as a very neutral term. You are told from a really young age there's something wrong with you, that you're ill. Like that's what yeah. they tell, like that's what you're basically telling fat people. You're ill, you're wrong, there's something wrong with you. So when you tell that to a person who already is going into a stage of their life where their body is going to be like the enemy, which it is for nearly all teenagers because it's going through puberty. What that does to fat people, like we can't even, I don't think, measure the damage that it does to people. Mm-hmm. And, and then, of course, leads to such extreme things. And I remember looking up gastro sleeves, the, the yeah. bubble thing you might put in, I can't remember what it was, looking at... Oh, yeah. at adult fat camps when I was in my 20s that cost yeah. thousands and I you mm-hmm. know and that was me in my 20s like so a teenager like yeah of course like the, it's the only it's really the only way it's going to go isn't it yeah. like you know what I mean God. what else is going to happen oh, oh my oh. goodness yeah uh it really does just bring up so much um you know for me as well like I mean um and yeah, I can't, I, I can't, I, I can imagine aspects of it, you know, but I can't imagine like at that age, you know, having, yeah. having a, such a light shone on it, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, but um, to continue on, um, Asher says, it was only in the last two years that I've been able to abandon the things I learned from the fat camp, uh, for, from the camp and other problematic socialization. 
But I did ask my mother recently if she regretted ever sending me there. And she told me, no, because you were being bullied for your weight and you were so miserable. I didn't know what else to do. Mm. Um, you know, which I, you know, I think is a, like, I, I understand that. I understand yeah. that response. You know, it's, yeah. it's a tough situation. Uh, but Asher replied um, to uh, their mother's um, statement. I just needed someone to tell me I was okay and there, there was nothing wrong with my body. Um which is, yeah, it's, it's a, that's a great sentiment. I think we can all kind of yeah. learn, learn from that for sure. Um, it is still an ongoing joke in my family that she sent me there and it doesn't bother me as much as it, as it did uh, these days. I understand where my mum was coming from when you're a bigger kid or adult, you become a problem to be fixed and never something that could just be. I am sad that I spent a whole summer being taught to hate my body when I should have been having fun being a kid, you know? Yeah. I feel fat kids are cheated out of their childhood in that respect, which is very true. Oh cheated out of your God, childhood yeah. and then cheated out of your adult years as well because as Christy Harrison calls diet culture is the life thief, you know? Yeah. Um, and and actually cheated out of your teenage years, I would argue totally, as well. Totally. Because well, when you're a fat yeah. teenager or if you were a fat kid, if you were given the body image issues early you're kind of, you kind of take yourself out of the running as a teenager, I find. Like, I took myself out of the running in a romantic way in every possible. Like, mm. I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not in it. I'm not a main character. Mm. I'm a side character. That's right. what you do to yourself. Right. Yeah, I you think, recast yourself Oh, in you your totally own life. recast yeah. yourself because you're like, mm. oh, well, I'm not in the running. Yeah. Like, at all. Hell. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I just wanted to mention about the, you know, with Asher's... Um, mom and everything like that you know i i do i think you know even thinking about all the parents at that time like it must have been so hard to watch your child be bullied and like yeah i was the exact same way and and i think like we know what we know now but like i think they were probably maybe the first generation of parents to be where the pressure was on them to do something where they're like and mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you think they think they're talking to experts like <laughs> not people trying to make loads of money but they think they're talking to yeah. experts who are like this is what needs to be done. And they think mm -hmm. that that's what needs to be done. So I, I I think now hopefully things are getting better and people have more information. But like, yeah, I, I could totally see like how someone would choose to go do that. Do you know what I mean? And I think like I bought into so much stuff in my teen years and my parents did as well that they thought this might help her. This might make her feel mm -hmm. better, you know. Absolutely. You know, and I think you're totally right that like our, our parents generation, they were kind of getting a lot of this sort of secondhand diet stuff yeah. and being told like, you know, uh, that kids were getting fatter and, you know, the obesity epidemic was upon us and all of that. And they didn't really have the resources. They didn't, they definitely didn't have the internet, you know what I mean? No. To, you know, um, go and really like in-depthly kind of research it or find different communities that could offer other solutions um, and you know, a lot of the time I think, yeah, people's parents were kind of like, just, I guess doing, doing what they thought was best, but like, you know, I think, yeah, everyone, everyone can, can, um, you know, relate to that in like how they, I think they wish their parents did something differently, you know? Um, yeah. And I, and I will say, and you know, I had a great auntie of mine, great auntie Carmel, um, who used to give me packets of minstrel chocolate. <laughs> in her bag um, but she would always and I remember this so distinctly if anyone talked about my weight or me in a way that wasn't flattering she would tell them to shut up and she wow. would literally come down to my eyeline and be like you're perfect like wow. you're perfect as you are Amazing. and you're talking about a woman who's like if that's my great auntie that was my like my dad's auntie yeah. so you know wow. you're talking about a woman in her 60s 70s yeah. in the 90s mm. Te like being like you're perfect don't change yeah but i know now that my great-grandmother was a fat woman her mother mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think that that she was like sure my mom and her mom like was a trailblazer so i think yeah. she was just like yeah. no no so it yeah. is as well i'm like as much as i understand but there were also i think just she was like i'm not i'm not having anyone say this to her and that mm. i was like i don't think i've ever i didn't there was anyone else who was kind of in that train of thought at that mm -hmm. time you know and I'm very lucky to have had Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You know? That's amazing that you had that. Yeah. And and it kind of also goes to show that like, you know, where people are from and what generation they're from 
it's not it's not a, just a, a total excuse you know what I mean yes. it's not yeah, like yeah, yeah. oh yeah. well they're from different generations like well clearly there's like you know there were people who had more kind of like you know positive and yep. uh, constructive um beliefs um but yeah just to uh finish uh off asher's email um asher finishes by saying it's a constant struggle like you guys have said in your podcast fad camp uh <laughs> i added that in just in case people forgot what they were listening to for the past hour. <laughs> uh they're like, this, <laughs> this American life has really got off the hinges. <laughs> oh, wait, are we on Fad Cup? Oh, shit. Okay, hang on. I thought this was a crime podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, when when does when one is, of the, when are they the nutritionists murdered? get yeah. killed in the Fat Camp? Like, that's that's what I want to know. Um, so, but Asher quotes us and says, you know, like, we'll say, uh, I, I'll hate my body one day and then the, decide, you know, the next day, fuck diet culture. Um, however, when I experience feelings of self-loathing, it's as if those emotions are visiting from another time and place in a body that has nothing to do with the one I currently inhabit. I grieve for my child self uh, that was sent there, but I'm teaching myself how to just live and exist in the world now. Your podcast has been a huge, huge influence on that journey. Um, just going to keep all of the compliments in the email. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Asher has yet to mention the sketches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where's the PS? I bring back the sketches, Asher. Come on. No. <laughs> Hashtag no one cares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in its in its current incarnation, the camp only takes on kids aged 10 to 17, but still persists to this day. Oh. To lean through the bit of irony, here's a quote from their philosophy. We sincerely believe that this humanistic, holistic approach will enable young people not only to lose weight, but to enter the adult world in a more confident and assertive manner, regardless of their size or shape. Uh, please keep up the fantastic work, guys, and thank you warmly, Asher. Oh, I, I think I, before we even uh, comment any further, I would love to know what the camp stats are. Like, as in, mm. like, if this camp has been going for so long, surely they would have been keeping up with their alumni, yeah. alumni and being like, hey, if you can, like, if, if their whole goal is weight loss or whatever it is, there must be some sort of statistic they are using. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, or yeah. else they're just not bothering. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, I'd just, just like to say, like, again, many thanks to Asher for sharing. Oh, thank uh, you so their, much, Asher. Their personal poignant and also funny story, which I think is very on brand for fad camp and um yeah and i want to acknowledge as well that like you know i can i can relate and empathize with you know the pain and shame that you know kids and families experience that end them up in a, yeah. a fat camp situation you know um it's not easy and no matter how much uh, you know, I sit here and say like, you know, you're fine just the way you are or like, you know, um, like it, it still hurts. It still hurts to be yeah. bullied and it hurts, you know, when people kind of make you feel less than um, for your size. So I understand that people are going to want to, you know, find solutions. I hope there are better solutions today for yeah. young people um, to help them, you know, without weight loss sort of being the 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 primary goal, but like, yeah. you know, things that can help them, you know, feel good in their bodies and, and feel healthy and all of those things and help their families kind of accept you know that this yeah. is kind of the situation and let's let's not put all of the the pressure on the fat people let's hope that people stop giving fat people a hard fucking time because <laughs> but, like, but this is it it's do you know what as well because like i feel i i totally agree like i i, I don't have kids i don't know how difficult mm. like it must be heartbreaking to watch your child yeah. be bullied um and for their weight which has been made which society has told you is a personal mm -hmm. fault yes. and yeah. so therefore a personal fault of the parents also it's yeah. actually really unfortunately a societal change that has to yeah. happen because because it is more fat representation in yeah. our media more fat representation in movies and positive like just yeah. positively seeing fat people exist like what it hopefully it can't just be lizzo out there <laughs> being the only beacon who's yes. like, hey, look, and people look up to her and that's great, but she has to then take a tirade of abuse. Mm -hmm. It has to be that we all like look around us and look at all the fantastic fat people that are in our lives because we all know people <laughs> who are fat. Even if you're not one, there's someone in your life who's fat who you love and like probably. Like that's what it's all about. And for young kids then to see that, that it just drips through. Mm -hmm. Like there's a, it has to, you know. Uh 
And one thing I will say as well is that, like, I think when someone, uh, when someone's child is heavy, you know, yeah. I think the excuse a lot of people give for wanting their child to go on a diet or go on some sort of extreme exercise thing is they're worried that the child will be made fun of. Okay, mm. we can't control what their classmates, uh, yeah. you know, do. We can't control the the you know passive aggressive or hurtful comments that come from you know, the outside world, mm -hmm. but we can control how we treat them at home. You know, we can yes. be good to our kids. We can have no, no, like, um, you know, backhanded co uh, mm -hmm. or comments or, mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, less kind of pressure in the home and more kind of positive and constructive talk around that. That's one thing that we can control. And I think yes. because of societal fat phobia, mm -hmm. it just permeates the home. And when you're a heavy kid at home, you end up getting so much of that pressure yeah. from your siblings, from your parents and that because they are, they've also kind of been brainwashed, you know. Thanks for listening to this episode of FADCAMP. As always, we want to thank our producer, Darren Lee. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Great ratings and reviews really help more people find the show and it would mean a lot to us. Make sure to share the episodes with friends and family or on your social media. Every listen helps. And we absolutely love hearing from our listeners. So please get in touch with any of your diet stories on fadcamppodcast at gmail.com. hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.